Welcome to Fueling Kentucky, the podcast of the Kentucky Petroleum Marketers Association. In the studio with us today, we have four special guests who are representative of the KPMA's 2020 Epic Leadership Class. This is the uh, premier leadership development program instituted this last year by the Kentucky Petroleum Marketers Association, and we were very, very pleased to have uh, nine participants in the program this year that all graduated from this leadership development program. Four of them are with us today, and that is Bill Tyndall and Karen Tyndall of Tyndall Marketing, Mary Eisnoggle with Lycans Energy Solutions, and Bajoy Koshi with Keller Williams Realty, Louisville East. Welcome, everyone. Hi. Hello. We are glad to have you with us, and uh, we're very honored uh, to have such a esteemed group uh, graduate from our class this year. These four individuals join uh, additional five folks from our membership, Heath Roby from Modern Welding Company, Wes Crawford from John W. Oil Company, Carlisle Clark from John W. Oil Company, Seth Combs with M&M Service Mid-Valley Supply, and Wes Rowe with E-Step Energy. So um, this group uh, set aside this past year to do some uh, important initiatives to help them grow and learn as members within our association and help develop their leadership skills and uh, opportunities for future leadership within the KPMA. They participated in KPMA's legislative breakfast as well as a leadership seminar, legislative appointment uh, that we had in Frankfurt where they got a chance to orient to the session, and then numerous activities throughout this last year to help the group bond and join together and work on some common uh, projects, the most important of which I believe really stood out this year, and that being the class project uh, that they selected, which was called uh, Convenience Stores Against Trafficking, which is part of In Our Backyard, a nonprofit based out of Bend, Oregon. And we're going to talk with our uh, group today a little bit about that experience because Convenience Stores Against Trafficking really fundamentally is an initiative that KPMA has joined in a partnership with to help stop human trafficking in Kentucky. And so, Bill, I'd I'd love to get your perspective on this. You really brought this project to the EPIC group and, and uh, as the group selected it as a class project. Uh, tell us a little bit about it and, and what your uh, passion about this topic is and the experience you all have had as a group. Brian, it's a pleasure to join you this afternoon, talk about our EPIC program. And uh, we are so pleased that the EPIC group picked the In Our Backyard program and the CSAT program, Fighting Human Trafficking. I actually think that uh, you made a comment back in the summer, Brian, that fighting human trafficking is just the right thing to do. And we are so pleased that there are 330 stores in the state of Kentucky this year that have joined this pre-program to fight human trafficking by placing freedom stickers in their convenience store restrooms. So what is a freedom sticker? Tell me a little bit about that. So the freedom stickers are a sticker that the In Our Backyard organization created that has a, a 1-800 number on it um, to give someone who has been trafficked an opportunity to call and get help. So all of these stickers go on the back of bathroom stall doors or on the mirrors in the restrooms. Because, um, you know, there are, what, 165 million customers a day that visit convenience stores um, 24-7. 
And so it's very likely if you are human traffic that you will end up in a restroom, in a convenience store. How big of an issue is this in our country? You know, the alarming statistics that really pull at your heart is that the average age of entry into sex trafficking is between 12 and 14 for girls and 11 to 13 for boys. Nationally, every year, there's 450,000 children run away from home. One out of every three teens on the street will be lured towards human trafficking within the 48 hours of leaving. 80% of all the people that are trafficked are female, and only 16% of the people that are trafficked are in the labor force. The rest of it is for uh, sex trafficking. And it's awful hard for those folks to find a way to get out. Their handlers follow them everywhere. Um, if you've gone through the training for your particular store, that video shows that their handler follows them everywhere into the store. They follow them into the healthcare centers. They never leave them alone. Sometimes they're even hiding those people in the back of their cars and the trunks. And it's just a wonderful thing to think that there is a study out there that shows that convenience stores can play a vital role in changing the landscape of human trafficking in the United States with the freedom stickers in the restroom. That's their spot that they actually get notification that there is a way out for them. Your convenience store employees have the opportunity to train a little bit, not to intervene, just to be an observer in their stores to see if they can pick up on the characteristics of human trafficking. It occurs in every zip code. It happens at major sporting events because there are people there, folks that are simply there um, to earn money through human trafficking. And next month is the uh, recognition month every year for human trafficking in the United States. The NACS organization promoted it heavily this year in 2020. I'm sure that they'll do it again next year. The federal government this year put $100 million into fighting human trafficking, and that's a great thing. This is a subtle program for you as an operator to take a vital role in your community. Uh, you do so many things as a convenience store owner, as a uh, jobber and wholesaler of the product in your community. Not everybody knows what you're doing, but this is a subtle program for you to get involved. We're so thankful for all the stores and uh, business owners in the state of Kentucky that started this program this year. If you're listening to this podcast, anywhere you hear this podcast in the United States, you have the opportunity to join this program. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. There's really no obligation. They are a 501C. They do operate off of uh, uh, funds that are given to them as donations. And every once in a while, the federal government sends some money their way. But the the major goal for Nina Bells, the director of this program, is to help free people that have been in human trafficking. So just a couple of points that I want to add in there for, for our listeners. If you're you know, certainly you're in our industry, you're operating a convenience store or working in, uh, in some capacity with stores and you want to get involved, 
uh, convenience stores against trafficking, their website is www.inourbackyard.org forward slash CSAT. And CSAT, of course, stands for Convenience Stores Against Trafficking. And I know their uh, their uh, director there in, in our backyard sent some information that I think dovetails very well with what you said, Bill. In 2016, uh, a study from Northwestern University found that one of the most effective ways to increase human trafficking arrests is by posting the National Human Trafficking Hotline in public places. That's what those freedom stickers carry, is that National Human Trafficking Hotline. Those freedom stickers in convenience stores reach millions of customers every day and are raising awareness, increasing arrests of traffickers, and providing a pathway to freedom for victims of human trafficking. It's the right thing to do for our industry to be involved in and supporting and and I know you mentioned NACS, the National Association of Convenience Stores. They're reporting that today there are 17 state associations of which the Kentucky Petroleum Market Association is one that are partnered and are helping with this effort. 180 uh, convenience store companies have partnered with CSAT as well. And uh, just in our state alone, uh, as you referenced, Bill, we've had um, over 300 stores that are now carrying those stickers in their restrooms in so many Cape Canaan members have helped partner on this effort. And, and I wanted to talk with Mary and Bajoy as well a little bit. Part of this group project that you all did as EPICS was to raise awareness for this program. What, what did you all go about doing, Mary, uh, to help do that? With the help of KPMA, we uh, had a list of all the convenience stores and convenience store chains that are located in Kentucky. And the EPIC class divided those up and we started making calls to these organizations or stores and asking if they'd be willing to take a packet with the stickers and the information um, and some training materials. Like, like Bill had mentioned, some of those hightail signs of somebody who has been um, potentially trafficked and take those packets at each location and put them up. So we all, you know, separated out the list and started making the calls. And the overall reception was unbelievable. I, I think I only had two in my entire list that said they couldn't do it. And it was for uh, other reasons. It wasn't because they didn't believe in the program. It was because they had to ask their boss or it wasn't, they didn't have public restrooms or there were very good reasons why they said no. And the, the, the fact is those stickers are point of interaction points with general people coming into the stores. And that, that moment where a, a victim of human trafficking is, is in a restroom and finds that number may be that one moment, that point of that where they can raise a hand and reach out um, to start a path out of uh, the victimization they're in. And, and I think that was a great part of what we learned as this group in, in talking with uh, the, the CSAT folks and then actively boots on the ground is what you all were uh, to help get the word out about this. And so we're very, very pleased to have 332 stores and uh, many, many of our KPMA members who are participating in this program. But Joy, what, what was the reception you, you found uh, in your experience uh, helping promote the program? Yeah, uh, as with regard to me, I am a realtor and I work with buyers and sellers and help them sell or 
buyers buy gas stations. So I interact a lot with gas station owners. I had requested for a bunch of stickers from KPMA and that was mailed to me. So then uh, I, during my calls to these uh, establishments like C stores, uh, I used to physically take the stickers and have them uh, stuck um, in the restrooms. Um, you know, and as you know, these stickers are bilingual and, you know, any victim who uh, gets hold of that number could either call in or send a text and uh, um, help would be on the way. So I thought I was uh, participating in a very noble cause and I'm, I'm proud to be associated with, uh, with uh, In Your Backyard. Bill, you, you've also had the perspective of seeing this uh, at work in other states. I mean, obviously, we've made a focus here in Kentucky, but this is a national effort uh, among convenience stores in our industry, is it not? It is. Uh, we were in Laurel, Mississippi on a Saturday two weeks ago in a convenience store chain, and we're tickled to death to see the Freedom Stickers in the restroom. Um, it is a national program. So many people have taken the calls up. You know, to your point, as the, it's a simple, it's a simple matter as putting a sticker in a restroom, but it becomes a lifeline. Uh, that national human trafficking line, and that number is 888-3737-888. And then the instructions on the sticker say, text HELP to 233733. And those numbers stand for Be Free. And that's where it starts. And um, the importance is that with convenience stores being a place where there is so much flow of people coming in and out of stores on a daily basis, the convenience factor of convenience, this becomes a point of interaction for the community. And it really underlies how important convenience stores are in communities and the role that our industry can help play um, not just serving the infrastructure needs of our communities, the fueling needs and, and convenience products needs, but also the role we can do to help stop human trafficking in Kentucky, which is the overall objective, of course, of this whole project. So I want to take a moment just to, to shift a little bit and talk about your experiences as Epics. I mean, obviously, you were very successful in what you did uh, with this program, but I'd love to get your, your perceptions as a group. A uh, very diverse group of folks, uh, a wide range of ages and experience levels. But I think despite having a program that suddenly took a, a little bit of a left turn with a pandemic in the middle of the year that kept us from meeting in person, you all were still able to bond and grow as a group. I'd love to get your perspectives on that, Mary. I mean, you, you've met some new friends and, and colleagues here with this yeah, group, have you not? Yeah. Um, so I think our, our first meeting was... Uh, I guess about this time last year, right? Literally, um, I think on like the 15th and 16th of December. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's always nervous. You're, you're always nervous when you go into a room and you're meeting new people. But this was such a great group of people. And that um, I thought we bonded really quickly. And I think that we bonded when we picked up the project. Um, just like when next year's um, group comes in, I think pick the program, pick the project early, because I think that's when the bonding starts. You know, for us, we had COVID and that, you know, that knocked some of our, um, some of the things that we were going to do out, but we did have a few things that we really, we got to do, which I thought was 
really cool because we got to go to Frankfurt and do um, do a, a legislative meeting and see how the process worked. I was really never seen that before. I'd never been to a state house, never seen how the parliament process works. So that was really cool. Um, the legislative breakfast and um, the leadership seminar. So there were some things that we did get to do, but there were things that we didn't get to do. And the, the project was that fill-in. And so we got on Zoom and we got to talk and get to know each other. And that's what made it work for me. And meeting great people like B-Joy and Bill, that, that's for, those are forever friendships. And I can't say that enough. If, you ha if you're out there and you have a, a company and you're considering you're in Kentucky and considering being a part of KPMA or you're considering having maybe a leader or a potential leader in your company to join the EPIC program, you can't go wrong with this. This is a learning opportunity where you will meet lifelong friends. And it's really great to like get to know people within this industry because you will need it. You will fall back on it. I promise you that. Bill, Bajoy, how about you? What, what perspective do you take away from your experience with Epic? Oh, um, this is the this is the first time I'm participating in uh, in the leadership program for any organization, especially something that's uh, uh, representative of uh, of an entire industry. Um, so I didn't know what to expect when I started, but then when I met uh, uh, my, the people in the group. They were friendly. They accepted me and um, made 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 it pretty easy and smooth for me to participate in. And then, as Mary pointed out, the legislative meetings was a big eye opener for me because I had no clue how all this works. And um, yeah, uh, uh, if there was a part two, I would like to participate in that too. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now you're an alumnus, so you get a chance to continue that role with the groups that come forward and share your experience and wisdom with them, but also staying very involved in the KPMA as a member and a strong supporter that you are is a key to this component. Now's, now's the next step of what you bring to the association uh, with your continued involvement and, and enthusiasm. And we greatly appreciate that. That's what makes the KPMA a great association is its people, our members. And uh, it's been fun to get a chance to help work and get to know and, and experience this program with you all this year as well. I know, and Bill was a great addition to the program this year because you brought so many years of experience in the industry. And that was something that you were able to channel into your leadership with the EPIC program on the CSAT front, but also the perspective on the legislative front. You guys were really involved in all of the activities that we did this year uh, on the legislative learning side. Uh, what was your perspective like in that experience? Ryan, that's a great question. Um, like Mary said, a year ago, we were just getting started and the EPIC leadership program, as you laid out for us, is experiential, participatory, image-driven, and connectivity. And I really didn't know how that was going to be pulled together on the front end, but I think it was a great example of what a little dedication to the program by KPMA 
to make this such a worthwhile program for those of us that participated. And if the folks that are listening to this can take away one thing, it would be that being part of an organization, and Karen and I are part of several, the more time you invest in the organization, the more you get out of the organization. This particular program drove that so much deeper into the KPMA organization than I could have ever done being a part of the bourbon tours, the clay shooting, the golf tournaments, going to the horse track. Those are all fun things, but they only last for a day. The KPMA leadership program is 365 days in a row where you're thinking about what you're doing, how you can help, how you can learn as a leader, how you can build friendships. And even at my age, I learned a heck of a lot and have so enjoyed the journey. I'll cherish it for as long as I'm in the industry, and I've only been here for 40 years. <laughs> well said. Now, your, your, uh, your partner in crime there was with us a moment ago, and we'd love to get her, her perspectives. Karen, you joined us this year as the, uh, the husband and wife team of Tyndall Marketing, and uh, you had just retired from a, a previous role and now getting more active into Tyndall Marketing and becoming an Epic. What was this experience like for you? Brian, thanks for asking. It's been a great experience. Um, it really has made me focus on Tyndall Marketing and moving forward and becoming a part of the group. And I've really appreciated everyone embracing um, the newness of my role and it's and giving me an opportunity to participate. I've really enjoyed it and learned a lot this year and it's been a, a great experience. I would like to say thank you, Brian, for being such a great leader, keeping us on task. I know working with everybody's crazy schedules and, and Jonna too, thank you. And I'll be there for KPMA in any way you need. Yep. Thank you, Brian. We appreciate you all very much. Thank you for your time today. Thanks for your participation in EPIC and your support of the CSATS program. If, if you have interest in being an EPIC in the future or just being a member of the KPMA, please feel free to give us a call. And you can reach us at www.kpma.org. You've been listening to Fueling Kentucky, the podcast of the Kentucky Petroleum Marketers Association. Tune in next time and have a great day. <laughs>